Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We are thankful to the Lord for this opportunity once again to connect with you and share the word of God with you. Uh, my heart is at peace as I said even before. Nothing in the world will trouble me because Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. So I'm going to pray before we share the word of God together. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you for this opportunity to receive from your throne. Indeed, my dear Father, you have given us your word that we may live by your word. And when we take your word and live by your word, we are not troubled, O oh God, even when we live in this troubled world. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father, that you will encourage us even this day, that we continue to live the life of victory here on the earth as we see your faithfulness from day to day. Father, we give you praise, we give you glory. Confirm your word with signs following in our lives. For you said you watch over your word to confirm it in our lives. In Jesus' name we give you praise. Amen. Like I said to you, my heart is at peace. I know there are many things that are happening around us. There's a lot of things going on in our world even today. But even in your own individual life, there may be troubles coming your way. But God has already said that he is always with us at all times. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Actually, the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3 tells us about the perilous times that will come in the last days. But even in the midst of perilous times, we need to stick with the word of God. That's what 2 Timothy chapter 3 admonishes us, sticking with the word of God. Actually, Jesus did not promise us lives of no challenges, but he promised that he will give us victory in every situation. He promised that he will always be with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Actually, he has conquered this world for us. Let's go together to the book of John chapter 16, verse 33. We'll read in the Amplified Version. It reads, I've told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration, but be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world, I've deprived it of power to harm you, and have conquered it for you. So like I said to you, my heart is at peace. If Jesus says he has already conquered this world for us, he says he has actually deprived the world of any power to harm us. Things will come against us. There will be a lot of challenges that we face, but we know how to win. Jesus has given us the victory. Actually, Jesus is still Lord. Even with everything happening, the Lord Jesus is still having everything under control. Actually, I see that all things work together for our good. Sometimes you don't understand how a current situation may end up working together for your good. Just trust God that when he says he has a way to make everything work together for our advantage. Actually, when you are a child of God and you know that even if things are difficult, I have God on my side. So actually what I want to share with you today, I want to challenge you and just ask you a question. What keeps you going? What keeps you going? Because actually Jesus tells us that in this world we'll have tribulations, but we should be of good cheer because he has overcome the world. In the book of Romans 8.38, it says, We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So Jesus has given us the victory. I do not stress. 
I do not allow circumstances to dictate how I should live my life. When I'm attacked with sickness, I know how to get healed through the word of God. When the world is in panic because of coronavirus, I'm not afraid because I know what Psalms 91 says. So that's the good thing about knowing the word of God. So I want us to look at Psalms 91, verse 3, verse 6, and verse 7 together from the ERV. You will, if you hear what God has said, then you can have confidence even when things seem to be troubled around you. You can sleep in the middle of storm like Jesus. You can say, the word of God keeps me going. That's what keeps me going. That's why I'm asking you, what keeps you going? So Psalms 91, 3, 6, and 7 in the ERV, it says, God will save you from hidden dangers and from deadly diseases. You will have no fear of diseases that come in the dark or terrible suffering that comes at noon. A thousand people may fall dead at your side or 10,000 right beside you, but nothing bad will happen to you. So if you look at this promise, you look at this uh, Psalms 91, it's as if it was written for times such as now. It talks about deadly diseases. It talks about the fact that you shall not be afraid of those deadly diseases. It talks about a thousand may fall on one side, fall dead on your side, and 10,000 on the other side, but it will not come near you. So it means if I know what God has said, it keeps me going. I've got confidence that what God has promised, he's also able to, to, to confirm. He's also able to fulfill because God is my shield. He is my stronghold. I depend on him. I rely upon him. The word of God is a solution for every challenge I face. I told you about when we are sick, God talks about how he heals us. He talks about his protection for us. But some of you, you might be feeling this moment, we are not able to do what we usually used to do, so our income is affected. We don't know how we, our needs will be met. Just want to encourage you that the same Jehovah who is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer, he is also Jehovah Jireh, the Lord my provider. So it means God has everything we need. We just need to trust him. The word of God has a solution for every challenge I face. So it means if I'm challenging, if I'm challenged in my health, I know how to get healed through the word of God. If I'm challenged financially, I know how to have my needs met through the word of God. If I'm challenged and I'm troubled and I don't have peace in my heart, I know how to take the word of God and have the peace of God in my heart. Actually, if you go with me to the book of Psalms 71 verse 5 in the message translation, it says, you keep me going when times are tough. My bedrock, God, since my childhood. In other words, it is God who keeps me going when times are tough. What keeps you going? What keeps you going? Because if you do not rely on God, if you do not rely on the fact that God is able to do everything, he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we think or ask according to his power that is at work within us, you are going to crumble when times are tough. So it says, you keep me going when times are tough because you are my God. I trust in you. I rely on you. So God has actually given us his word to solve everything that we may face. The book of Psalms 107 verse 20 says that God has given us his word 
to heal us and to deliver us from our distressing situations. So there are many things that may distress us, things that may challenge us, but the Word of God is a solution for us. So what keeps me going is the Word of God. What keeps you going. So the confidence that I have now, why I can live every day and keep the joy of the Lord, even in this lockdown period, I'm not troubled. Because some of you, you may be feeling, when are the churches going to open? That's a good, a good question to ask. But can I tell you, God has it all under control. Just relax in him and know that God knows and God is in charge. God is in control. At the end, it will all work out perfectly well because God will never allow us to go through a situation that he cannot handle, that we cannot handle because he is our strength. If you go with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28 to 31, we are going to read it in the King James Version. It reads, Hast thou not known Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. That even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up high with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You see where we get our strength from? From the Lord. Because he himself, the Lord, he does not get weary. He, keeps, he, keeps, he gives us that same strength. That indeed when we wait upon him, when we rely upon him, we are always encouraged. We always have our victory. Because he say, it says if we wait upon him, we shall mount up high with wings as eagles. We shall run and not be weary. We shall walk and not faint. This reminds me of my book, Key to Extraordinary Life, because an eagle mounts up high with wings, high above all the other birds. When other birds are jumping from tree to tree and getting tired, an eagle is able to soar up high. And that is what the life of a Christian should be like where you are able to live above circumstances. You may be in this world, but you are not of this world. So what should keep you going? You know that God has given me strength. He gives me power. Because here it says, young men shall utterly fall and, and stumble. Look at what's happening in the world right now. The scientists and all the wise people are trying the best they can, but whatever best that they can is not good enough because the challenge is just too great. But for those of you who are trusting in God, you can keep on running and not growing weary. Keep on walking and not faint. Knowing that God keeps on giving you strength. He is the one who gives us strength. So when we say what keeps you going, for me, what keeps me going is the word of God. I know what God has promised. Actually, if you go to, with me to the book of Philippians chapter 2 verse 13, we'll read in the Passion Translation. It says, God will continually revitalize you implanting you within you the passion to do what pleases him. So it's actually God who is at work in me to make me do things in line with his will and pleasure. So it says he continually revitalizes me. I get strength every day. When I wake up, I know that God is in charge. God is in control. There are many things that if you try to put your mind on, you will be disturbed. You will feel discouraged. You will feel depressed. 
But if you put your mind in the Lord, the Bible says, those who put their mind and hearts in Him, they will be like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved. They will be stable. They will not be troubled. So that's why I do not let my heart be troubled. Because what keeps me going is the Word of God. I treasure the Word of God more than anything else. The Word of God keeps me going. So if we go with me to the book of Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, in the ERV, Jesus answered him, the scripture saying, it is not just bread that keeps people alive. Their lives depend on what God says. So this verse here says, our lives depend on what God says. It's not just bread that keeps you alive. You need more than just the bread that you are eating every day. You need the word of God. You need to know what God has said so that then you can stay at rest. You know what is interesting? If you know what is in the end, what will ultimately be the final outcome, even when things seem to be difficult and there is turbulence, you are not perturbed because you know that who, you know who holds the future. You may not know what the future holds, but you know who holds the future. So if our master is still in charge, we can depend on him. We can depend on him and know that the enemy cannot defeat me because even Jesus overcame the enemy by depending on what God has said. Whenever he was challenged, he kept on saying, it is written, it is written, it is written. So I want you, child of God, to take up the word of God, make it part of you, make it part of your life, so that when we say, what keeps you going, you are able to say, I have the word of God in my heart. I've hid the word of God in my heart. And that is the word that is keeping me going. There are many things that come against us in this world. If you do not have the word of God, you are going to crumble. If you do not take the word of God, then you will not be knowing the secret that God has for us to be successful in this life. So that's why I'm saying, child of God, be encouraged. Take the word of God and make it your number one priority. Because the word of God should reign supreme in every situation in your life. In the name of Jesus. I just want to encourage you in that regard and say that we need to keep on taking the word of God. If you go to the book of Job, chapter 23, verse 12, in the King James, New King James Version, Job 23, 12, it says, I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. In other words, when he says, I have not departed from the commandment of his lips, I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Again, it says, I cannot live by bread alone. I need the word of God. I need much more than bread that people eat every day. So if I have that word of God, it will keep me at peace because I know what is the final outcome. Actually, when you have the word of God and you know what God says about any situation, what is the end, what will the ending be like? You are like somebody who is watching a recorded match. Some of you, you are fans of soccer, soccer fans or rugby fans or whichever sport that you like. If the two teams were playing and you have recorded the match, you already know what is the final outcome. If the team that has lost seems to be leading as you are still watching, you don't panic because you know what the final outcome will be. That is what should happen to all of us as children of God. Our future is already determined. God already said it shall be well with us. He already said it will be well with us. He's got good plans for us to give us a good and an expected future. That's why I treasure the word of God, because it will keep me going. If you go with me to the book of Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16, in the New King James Version, 
Jeremiah 15:16. It reads, Your words were found, and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart, for I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. So when he says, Your words were found, and I ate them, again, men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from your mouth. But when I eat the word of God, it brings me joy. It brings me rejoicing of my heart. Because I know what the end will be like. Because I've already heard from God, when things are like this, they will end up like this. So that gives me joy and confidence. In the name of Jesus, like I said to you, the word of God keeps me going. The word of God keeps me going because I have heard what God said the outcome will be like. So that's why whatever promise that God has given, I embrace that and make that my own. And it gives me the boldness and the confidence. That's why I'm not moved. I'm not troubled like the world. Let's go together to the book of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6. I told some of you before that my senior pastor, Reverend Mandava, told us about this, that we should keep on saying, I shall not be afraid. What can men do to me? I shall not be afraid. What can coronavirus do to me? But I want us to look at it together. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6 in the Amplified. It reads, Let your character or moral disposition be free from the love of money, including greed, avarice, lust, and craving for earthly possessions. And be satisfied with your present circumstances, with what you have. For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not. I will not. I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down. Relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. So we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? So if you look at this portion of scripture, the Lord keeps on saying, I will not, I will not. I will not in any way leave you. I will not leave my grip over you. I will not let you alone. I will never leave you alone. So if God says he will never, 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 never leave me, he is Jehovah Shammah. He is always there. So if he says he will never, never leave me, then I should have confidence and boldness to know that whatever comes my way, I'm able to handle it. Because with God on my side, I can handle any storm. That's why I'm saying what's keeping you going. As for me, what keeps me going is the word of God. Because when I know that God said he will never, 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 never ever leave me, he said he will always be with me. Therefore, I will not afraid, I'll be afraid. What can anybody do to me? What can coronavirus do to me? What can depression of economy do to me? So it means for everything, I can have boldness. I can have confidence. You see, when you've heard from God, you've got the confidence. The problem with most of you is that you are not spending enough time listening to God and hearing from God. You are hearing a lot of what people are saying, and that's depressing you. You are hearing a lot of testimonies and, and, and what people share around you. But if they are not saying what God has said, that will depress you. They will give you scientific evidence. They will give you what is there, what they see with their eyes, or what their minds tell them, the wisdom of man. But can I tell you, if you know what God has said, you can relax even when things seem difficult. 
I'm reminded of a time when Paul was with the people. They were sailing in the ship. And then there were many storms and the ship was about to, to, to sink. And the hope of them living was almost gone. But because Paul is a man of God, he was even in those times still being sensitive to what God is saying. Until God sent an angel to come and give Paul some words of encouragement. We need word of encouragement. When we are troubled, we need to hear what God is saying. And we embrace that. So I want to go with you to the book of Acts chapter 27, verse 22 to 25. We'll read in the Passion Translation. Listen to this. Now listen to me. Don't be depressed, for no one will perish. Only the sheep will be lost. For God's angel visited me last night, the angel of my God, the God I passionately serve. He came and stood in front of me and said, Don't be afraid, Paul. You are destined to stand trial before Caesar. And because of God's favor on you, he has given you the lives of everyone who is sailing with you. So, men, keep up your courage. I know that God will protect you just as he told me he would. Look at that confidence. When you have heard what God has said, you can relax. When everybody else is scared and saying, we think we will die, we think we will perish, you say, my God has already told me that he will preserve me. He said he will keep me free from all these hidden diseases, hidden dangers. No plague shall come nigh my dwelling. So if you look here, these people were scared. They were not sure if they were going to leave. But Paul says, be of good courage. Because the angel of the Lord whom I serve, that's the good thing with serving God and knowing him as your God. Okay? You don't just pray to him because you are in trouble. You pray to him because he is your God. He is your rock. He says, the angel of the God whom I serve came to me and said, don't be afraid, Paul. So it means sometimes you fear may be wanting to come your way, but don't be afraid. So you should never allow fear to grip you because fear will contaminate your faith. You can only be in faith when that fear is taken away. Okay? He says you are destined to stand trial before sin. So some of us, we are destined for many other good things that we still need to do here on the earth. So, refuse to die prematurely because you still have a lot to do. So you need to say, I'm destined for this. I'm destined for this because I've heard what God has said. So with that, he also encourages others. He says, man, keep up your courage. I know that God will protect you just as he told me he would. God is faithful to his word. You need to always take the word of God and embrace it, knowing that God is faithful to his word. He is able to confirm his word. He is powerful enough to fulfill his word. So I'm going to conclude with you by going to the book of Romans chapter 4, verse 18 and 20 to 20 in the Passion Translation. I'm concluding just because of our time, but we're going to pick this up again next time. So I want you to listen to this. Romans 4, 18 to 20 in the Passion Translation. Against all odds, when it looked hopeless, Abraham believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. He took God at his word. And as a result, he became the father of many nations. God's declaration over him came to pass. Your descendants will be so many that they will be impossible to count. In spite of being nearly 100 years old, when the promise of having a son was made, his faith was strong 
that it could not be undermined by the fact that he and Sarah were incapable of conceiving a child. He never stopped believing God's promises, for he was made strong in faith to father a child. And because he was mighty in faith and conceived that God had all the power needed to fulfill his promises, Abraham glorified God. So I want you, child of God, to keep on glorifying God because you know what God has said. You know what the promises, the promises that God has said. So it says, Abraham did not allow the facts to undermine the promises of God. Some of you, you so much take facts and you rely more on facts and you undermine the promises of God. Okay? I'm saying to you, take the word of God, take the promises. The promises will always supersede the facts because that's how things work. The supernatural always supersedes the natural. That's why I'm saying to you, child of God, you need to know that what God has promised, he is able also to perform. All the promises that God has given, they are for us. And if it is written, you need to say it is written, it is written, it is written. I'm taking this word, I'm going to live by this word, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. And even my language will be different from the people around me. People around me may be talking fear, but I speak the word of God. People around me may be discouraged. I am encouraged because I know what God has said. I know what the ending will be like. It's like after Abraham had been promised that you are going to be the father of many nations. Even his name was changed to be Abraham, which means father of many nations. That happened even before he had even a single child. Now, you child of God, what language do you speak? Last week we talked about the power of words. So some of you, you do not speak what God has said. You are speaking what people are saying. That's why you are getting results that people have told you you will get. But if you speak what God has said, you are going to get results in line with what God has said. So I'm encouraging you, child of God, let's take God's promises. Let's take the word of God. Let us be strong in faith. Let us not be movable by things that are happening around us. God has not forgotten us. God has not forgotten us. He wants to hold us up by his right hand of power. So what we speak should give God an opportunity to intervene in our situations. You can't talk negative things that are in line with what the devil wants to see and you expect God to step in. God is attracted by his word. So when we say that words are powerful, you need to know that I want to speak the words that God has spoken upon my life and that's it. I don't want anything else. Only one thing is needful, the word. I remember the centurion saying to Jesus, speak the word only and my servant will be healed. So child of God, what are you speaking? Speak the word only and your situation will change. So I'm going to pray with you. We are going to pray right now. I'm going to pray with two groups of people. I'm going to pray with those that do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You've heard me saying, what keeps you going? I told you that what keeps me going is the fact that I have the word of God in my heart. The fact that I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. is the fact that I can call upon God and God listens to my prayers. That keeps me going. There's a song that says, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. All fear is gone. So if you do not have a relationship with the Lord Jesus, you will not have hope. Because you may try to hope on things of the world, but you can see that things of the world are limited. 
other time I was preaching on the subject, natural means are limited. We need God. So that's why I'm saying to you, child, to you out there, you need to be a child of God. You need to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I know that I'm a sinner. I believe that you loved me so much that you gave Jesus to die for my sins on the cross. I believe that Jesus died and rose again from the dead. The fact that he rose again from the dead, he rose again so that I might have a new life. He died for my sins. Today I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life from this moment on. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that my sins are forgiven. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are giving me time and opportunity to start afresh in life. You've forgiven all my sins and all my past is gone. I thank you that I'm now a new creation in Christ. All things are passed away and all things have become known. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for accepting me as your child. In Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> now that you are a child of God, now that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, all the promises that God has made for his children belong to you. So as I'm going to pray this second prayer, I'm going to pray with all children of God, including you who just accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, so that you might know that we need to keep this word of God, which will keep us going, which will keep us going, which will keep us going. So I'm going to pray. Jesus says, Peter, the devil has asked to sift you like wheat. But I've prayed for you that your faith may not fail. So I also want to pray for you children of God that your faith may not fail. Even when things are difficult, your faith might, must not fail. Keep on holding on to the promises of God and know that God is faithful. I'm going to pray with you right now. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I stand together with all your children all over the world who may be feeling down, who may be feeling under tremendous pressure. I pray for them that their faith will not fail. Whatever pressure that comes against them, Father, I thank you that you have invested in them your nature, your ability, that indeed they are much more than conquerors through Christ Jesus our Lord. I say, Father, strengthen them with might in the inner man, that they may be able to stand. Pray for all children of God that are not feeling well in their bodies right now. Some of you, of them are trusting you, O oh God, for divine health. They are trusting you, Father, to heal them. I send the word. I say be healed in the name of Jesus. From the top of your head to the bottom of your souls, be well in Jesus' name. Some of you, of, of your children, O oh Father, have need, financial need. I pray for them right now. I say they shall not want. They shall not lack. Mighty Father, meet their needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. May they not lack any good thing. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I honor you that you are faithful. And your eyes are moving to and fro upon the face of the earth. You are looking for those whose hearts are loyal toward you. Those whose hearts are fully committed to you. You want to show yourself strong on their behalf. Say, Father, intervene in our situations. 
Our eyes are upon you. Sometimes we feel like Jehoshaphat in the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 20, verse 12. He says, we do not have might to go against all these armies that are coming against us. We don't even know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. That is our secret, O oh God. That is what keeps us going. Our eyes are upon you. You are our help. You are our shield and our rear guard. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are faithful to your word. You will always lift us up by your right hand of power. Our hearts will not be troubled. We'll continue to be the light of this world. We'll continue to give hope in this world. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. Like I said, we'll pick up this message again next week. But I want you to keep on walking, knowing that the Lord is on my side. And what keeps me going is the word of God. In Jesus' name. Amen.